The Posing Podcast, the industry-leading source for posing, news, interviews, and so much more. And welcome to The Posing Podcast. This is your host, Caitlin, and I'm here with your regular host, Beck. Hello, everyone. And we're also joined by two other special guests with us. We've got Claire and Shari. Do you want to introduce yourselves, guys? Hello, my name is Claire. I am the owner and designer at Glamfit Bikinis. We make bikinis for bodybuilders. Hello, I am Shari. I am the owner and makeup artist at She by Shari, and we specialize in hair and makeup for competitions and photo shoots. So if you guys probably guessed, we've got these two ladies on for a particularly, I guess, important roundtable, which I think is related to, of course, stage presence and also just generally posing. Because I think, you know, of course you focus on your, your nutrition, you focus on your training, um, you know, you've got your posing down if you're working with APS. And then there's the last piece of the puzzle, which is, is of course, hair, makeup, bikini, they are all incredibly important. So we wanted to get these ladies on to basically share their expert advice. Um, and, you know, help, I guess, educate everyone on what judges are looking for and how to make sure that you have the best possible stage presence. Yeah, um, yeah. Because it is a part of the judging criteria and they're definitely judged on that stage presence, which is the whole thing in terms of how they look and how they just razzle dazzle. Yeah. Especially if you're involved in like WBFF. Yeah. Huge. Massive. Um, so, well, I might just kick off. So the way we're going to run this podcast is sort of like a bit of Q&A, diving into these ladies' brains, picking everything apart. And Shari. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Shari, I'm going to start with you. Are you yes. ready in the hot seat? Go for it. I love this. Okay. D, all of the above. So Shari, I just want to start with you. Tell us how the hell did you get into the very small niche weird world that we all love of bodybuilding and competition hair and makeup? Yeah, right. Well, um, my journey in the fitness industry started eight years ago. So I actually um, signed up to be coached by Hattie, Mm. Hattie Boydell, and she was my coach for a couple of years. I thought I wanted to compete. And um, I have a background in makeup, so I'm a qualified makeup artist. And Hattie just looked at me one day and said, I hear you do makeup. I'm like, yeah, I do. She goes, want to do one of my shoots? I'm like, sure. Yeah. And honestly, it just took off from there. I started looking after the Sports Model Project girls. I started reaching out to other federations. And um, yeah, and I guess there's so many artists for different niche, for editorial, for bridal. And I really saw that quality makeup glam makeup was really lacking in the industry in the fitness industry i can confirm in 2014 when i competed i did my own makeup and it was atrocious (laughs) hey at least a for effort hey (laughs) so yes your your service was definitely needed oh well i'm glad that you know i can actually provide that service now to our girls in the industry and um I guess I just made it my mission to really understand the industry Um, and I just love being a part of it. I love being like if my makeup chair could talk, wow, we could write books. Mm. Like the stories, just listening to the women's journey. Um, But I essentially went out and I reached out to every federation, IMBA, IFBB, WBFF, ICN, you know, AMB, and I just really wanted to learn their judging criteria. What is it that they're looking for? What do their stages look like? What's the lighting like? And I just made it my business to ensure that the makeup really fits that criteria and it's glamorous and gorgeous and on trend as well. I just had this like thought that you know how on Mean Girls how he says my hair is full of secrets (laughs) and where you could say my makeup brushes are full of secrets. I always whisper on a podcast and I don't know why. I do. Because you want that sexy voice. Yeah. Yes. I did actually get told yesterday by a listener that I have a very smooth voice. And I just said, thank you, face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, keep going. Oh, well, I think, you know, the fact that Claire used to do her own makeup sort of yeah. is a nice tie-in to maybe this next question. Because a lot of people think they can, a lot of people think they can do their own makeup for stage. So I guess what is the difference between stage makeup and just everyday regular makeup, like a glam night out? Like what What do you do differently? Yeah, great question. Number one thing is longevity. 
your makeup has to stand the test of time. So we're talking these girls, some of them are getting their hair and makeup done as early as 3.30, 4am and their shows aren't ending until like 8, 9pm. So your makeup has to last a long time. So it really does come down to, I guess, application. Everyday glamour is a lot softer right but it doesn't matter whether you're doing comp makeup or whether you're doing bridal or glam it's all in the prep work as well so you can never shortcut that Mm. so essentially i guess with um everyday glamour it is more pulled back it's softer application you know um it's not as heavy so to speak in terms of the eyes the foundation but with comp you're looking at stage lighting. Your face has to, I guess, you know, you've got the lighting of the stage. You don't want to be washed out. So, yes, the application is going to be fuller. Um, you also have a skin color that's not your natural skin tone. So, <laughs> yes. so you have to match, you know, essentially make sure that your foundation is somewhat you know in the same tone as your body, not as dark as your body, but it's just making sure that it's applied in a way where doesn't matter how far the judges are, cameras, photographers, videographers, judges, audience, they can really see your features and it's not hidden. So yes, it does mean a little bit extra layer of foundation, does mean a little bit more accentuating of the eyes, a bit more, you know, liner, eyeshadow, shimmering shadows, highlighting, really defining feature facial, um, I guess, focus features of the face so it really stands out on stage as well and I guess my way of doing it is helping you accentuate your natural features so it doesn't get washed out on stage and I think I can confirm because that because when I've competed personally you are sweating right mm. like sweating under those hot lights and the how what Shari has done my makeup previously it stays on and I know that if I'd done that myself I'd probably come off looking like a wet raccoon <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not kidding I can confirm Caitlin does sweat yes <laughs> on stage it was like I had hair it looks like a raccoon yeah. Yeah. no that she does not she does not look like a raccoon I, I had hair extensions one time and it was like wearing a scarf it was like I was oh. sweating you didn't know me then did you I did oh, I'm sorry what are you doing I'm sorry um, but I guess my next question is, again, sort of related to what Claire, Claire mentioned about doing her own makeup. Would you recommend that people, or what would you suggest people do if they want to do their own makeup to save money? Yeah, I actually had a girl today at the expo ask me that question because she's done it before in the past herself, only because she was disappointed of what was done for her um, with her first show. So she tried to attempt it herself. Look, your comp day is no different to your wedding day or a special, you know, something, whether it's a christening, some special occasion in your life, you don't shortcut it. You've spent 20, 24 weeks, sometimes, you know, 12 months prepping for this show. And to let your hair and makeup be the one reason that you're marked down is is risky. Mm. So, yes, if you're a qualified makeup artist, go for it because no one knows your face better than you know your face. Like no one does my makeup but me. But if you're not qualified, it it is risky because also there's the stress. You're in prep, you're depleted, you're hungry, you're thirsty, you're tired. And then you're going to have to sit there with shaky hands three o'clock in the morning trying to do your own makeup. It's just another added layer of stress. So rather than trying to shortcut it, create an experience for yourself. So allow someone to pamper you on the day, you know, sit there, be present, be you know, just in your own thoughts and be calm and know that you've got someone like me or my team taking really good care of you. And then there is no question mark when you step up on that stage. You know that you are bringing your best package head to toe. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. And I think, you know, part of that comp experience is the glam. Like how amazing does it feel when you finish? Like you're like, oh, I've just done that last cardio session. Oh my God, it's a de- the day has arrived and you just rock up and then people take care of you. Mm, yeah. It feels so good. Yeah. I don't know, Beck, you can probably relate to that. No, I love it. I would never, I, uh, well, Shari knows. <laughs> Shari doesn't let me actually do any event now my own makeup yes because I'm that bad well I'm not I just get one brush with like you know a nice little champagne color and I just go zoom on the eyelid boom bit of mascara (laughs) off I go um so I couldn't be trusted to do my comp day makeup um and it's it's one of those things that when you step on stage you want to feel the best that you've ever felt Mm, and your brain is a bit in a different place and I think that when you are competing sometimes if 
you know, as long as when you get your makeup done by someone else, if you are very particular about your, your look, I've got a lot of clients that are very fussy with what they want, have a photo, have it laid out, and then all, you know, the, the artist knows, like you, Sherry, like knows what to work towards yeah. um, rather than going in blind and going in when, you know, if a makeup artist goes, okay, what would you like your look to be? And they're like, um, smoky eye, you mm, know, and then, yeah. the, then you do an actual smoky eye and they're like, oh, it's too dark, right? Mm. And I think that's where the expectations and plus competitors are crazy. They're 30% more emotional than normal people. So I think that if, if they are going to do it themselves, I think don't underestimate that it it's not normal makeup and it's not as easy as it looks no it's not at all no and i worked in retail for four and a half years in makeup so when someone says i want a smoky eye i know that i need to sit down and break this down so explain a smoky eye to me what does that actually look like what colors do you have in mind so it's also not knowing the makeup look and just kind of winging it yeah you're just putting you're just basically putting yourself up to feel really disappointed because yeah. then you walk into an auditorium where there is a couple hundred girls that have had their hair and makeup done professionally and then you start doubting yourself. Yeah. Question. Go for it. It's very serious. It's it's not at all. But how important is making sure that the competitor loves makeup so that that then transcends on stage like how important is that look it's just as important as having the right bikini yeah like you're just the same way like your bikini will need to fit your body perfectly your makeup needs to fit your face it's not just about applying it you know you talked about longevity it actually comes down to prep the quality of makeup is it water-based is it oil-based like all things all these factors play into it do you know this as an individual that's never done makeup before to go in and ask these questions for the right foundation right so what was the question as in how important is it for stage oh well like for an individual to then carry off yeah i went blank sorry um it is really important because it impacts your when you put makeup on just on an ordinary day look i put lashes on you and you're like oh my god like my eyes are glowing it's it does really change and shift your mood makeup is powerful it's not designed to make you something you're not it's designed to empower you in a way where you feel like all your best features are showing they're up they're glowing so it does definitely impact how you feel and i can guarantee you, you can have the perfect bikini it will fit right if your hair and makeup's not right there'll still be that percentage of you where you feel off on stage a hundred percent and it's almost even when women come to me and go okay my bikini is orange i want orange eyeshadow i'm like, do not do that <laughs> <laughs> i'm like no you don't she's like really i've seen girls match their eye and it's just like no. Will it make you feel beautiful? <laughs> yeah. Would orange eyeshadow, when you look in the mirror and see orange staring back at you, is that going to make you feel glamorous and beautiful? So it's it's really about, you know, co- it does boost your confidence. Yeah. So, Amazing. Massive a part of stage presence. Yeah, mm. 100%. Well, I guess we talked about, you know, making yourself feel beautiful and gorgeous, but have you ever seen any disasters? Mm-hmm. That's like- why I'm in this industry because I don't want there to be disasters. Yeah, I have. And it's no, it's no dis. I'm not doing it in a way to disrespect the artist, mm-hmm. but sometimes people just don't know. Yeah. You know, eight years ago there was no blending, or it's just like just slap it on because it's stage makeup. You just need to see it. So you see dark black on the eye. There's no blending. Glitter eyeshadow. Glitter, like literal glitter that you put on paper. People are sticking on eyes. So it guilty. is. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I said guilty. That was me. <laughs> But I yeah. think my BYS palette was great. <laughs> I think the the biggest thing I see is not that it's over the top. It's actually girls look washed out on stage. They look flat. Um, there's something we call like highlighting and contouring. So it's light and shade. There is a purpose why it's like that, especially for stage. It really is like um, to really brighten the under eyes, you know, really make your, um, you know, the shape of your lips pop, the shape of your eyes pop. So majority of the time what I'm actually seeing on stage now is poorly applied makeup and it's actually, 
it's washed out you, you're not the girl looks really tired really you know they're already quite lean but they're you know there's no there's no what's the word like their face isn't bright they're not yeah. shining and yeah you see that a lot on really stage. flat yeah and yeah. Uh, unfortunately makeup artists don't understand lighting yeah like whatever the light is you really need to understand that so you can kind of go you know i guess work with that light so you actually stand out without yeah. it looking too dramatic and drag like as well yeah well you talked about um obviously not using paper glitter kind of <laughs> and then obviously not too drag like what other Sorry, like guys. what other like do's and do nots would you suggest when it comes to like so let's say i've rocked up i i'm working with some strange makeup artist i've never competed before in my life what would you say caitlin do this don't do this okay the do's is firstly have a consultation with your makeup artist. Don't sit in the chair and trust that they know what they're doing. They probably do. I do, but I still ask my girls. What is it that, you know, what do you want? Um, what do you like? Show me photos. What don't you like? Again, smoky eye is a perfect example. I want a smoky eye. Cool, show me a photo. So when you do sit in the chair, have a conversation with your makeup artist and make sure that you both are on the same page with the look and feel, right? Um, don't go over the top even on stage less is more so don't think because if your bikini has a lot of drama to it keep your face really beautiful soft and just um, let your bikini do the talking don't let the gaze go to your face where someone goes oh my god she's got purple pink and blue eyeshadow which matches her bikini which takes the focus away from your gorgeous body and bikini and the focus is on your badly done makeup so it's really just making sure do know what it is you want and also the other do's is i don't know if this is a question you're going to ask later is but actually have a like if you're planning on a specific color that you're going to like for example a red buy that red lipstick for yourself as well and carry that on you so throughout the day you can touch up your lip color as well because a lot of girls don't actually can't touch up their lips throughout the day yeah and then their lips are faded by the evening as well the don't 100% please don't match your and Claire will probably agree don't match your makeup to your bikini you know just it's not necessary (laughs) no it's just um so black bikini and black eyeshadow is not okay and I there was a competitor that did that and I was just like what are you doing i remember a girl who wore a blue and orange bikini and she had matching blue and orange <laughs> eyeshadow and i was like oi 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 like i've less, seen less yellow, yellow yeah yellow, yellow eyes okay unless you like that jaundiced look I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean mine it. mine is the, the green the green eyeshadow does it for me and i just see that and i just cringe but yeah. it's if it's done well right yeah, yeah, like yes, if yeah. it's done if it's done in a really like for me i don't mind a pop of color along the lash line yeah you know like bring out like do a beautiful teal to make you know make the eyes pop bring out the green in the eyes um but i think the yeah it's more around educating yourself about what you like and what you don't like Mm -hmm. with some services you don't know who you're getting right so it's also just making sure that you're aware of the look and making sure that the artist is doing the set like doing it similarly right because i do have a lot of girls coming to me without with their lashes not trimmed to the shape of their eyes you know or there's no blending you know they asked for contouring it's like cool well do you know what contouring is and how it should look because if you're asking for it then you need to be able to understand what the makeup artist is doing so you can also i guess what's the word communicate them brief them yeah Yeah, like yeah. yeah give constructive feedback because you know like sometimes when you're like getting your own makeup done it can be hard to articulate what it is you don't like about it because you don't know what to say because you're like yeah I guess it looks good because I don't normally get my stage makeup done so a client can leave going yeah well that's what she said I should have and that's what they did because they're the professional and I've got trust but then they'll go and look at it and be like oh Mm. maybe maybe not or someone will see them backstage and say you know is that meant to look like that yeah yeah and I'll just add to that. Don't be shy yet to just say, hey, I actually don't like this. Can we tweak it? You're yeah. paying for a service. Yeah. I ne- I actually make my girl. They're like, I trust you. 
I don't even need to look. I'm like, go look in the mirror, please, and just have a look. Let me know if there's anything you want me to tweak. And sometimes they're like, actually, can I get a little bit more eyeliner? Sure, no worries. You know, so it's just um, making sure that you walk away happy and don't doubt that you you have a right to kind of ask yeah. for more or, you know. I cringe um, when someone says, I fully trust you. I'm like, do you? <laughs> like, you know, everyone knows what they want and yeah. communicating it well and effectively and kindly. Yeah feedback is easy to take yeah and i think the final don't is don't get your face tanned sorry tanners they're gonna hate me but there's a whole reason why and it's just it comes down to the quality of your skin did you moisturize is your skin patchy do you have acne on your skin because if all these are happening you haven't prepped your skin and they spray you even with the lightest mist it sticks to those areas And then it actually looks patchy through your foundation as well. So your face doesn't need to match your tan. Keep your face super clean and maintain a really good skin routine, skin hygiene. So on the day, you're really just glowing and have a beautiful base to work with. I love that. Okay, well, I feel like we can wrap up, I guess, the makeup portion of this podcast, unless anyone wanted to ask Shari anything else. Give her the hot seat. Well, she can tune in. Yes, not, yes. Please don't yes. leave, Sharon. No, don't leave. No. You can't go. I won't Yeah, But we're going to hand over now to the amazing Claire. So, Claire, I want you to tell us the story of how on earth you got into making competition bikinis and how the hell Glam Fit started. Well, um, funny you ask because it was a similar time. It was 2014. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, about what's that? nine years ago so the industry was in a strange place it was transitioning it was becoming more popular social Mm. media was really um bumping the exposure out there and you know um i was at the gym i was at a gym in adelaide that was known for competing there was lots of competitors around me um and yeah i sort of was watching these girls compete pose and train and i was like you know what I'm going to try this. I'm going to, I'm going to train. I'm going to try and do this. And, um, yeah, I was also, um, I have a degree in fashion. So that's where the whole fashion side of things comes from. I was making wedding dresses at the time and I was like, you know what, this, I don't want to buy one here. I want to, I want to make my own. I think there's a, a market for it. You know, back then in Adelaide, you were buying from a lady through her like backyard. There was no one really like professionally presenting themselves and there was nowhere and to go. And wasn't, there wasn't anywhere in Queensland. I was in Brisbane and it was 2013 and I bought my bikini from a woman's garage and she was making it in her garage. Yeah. Well, mine wasn't much better when I started, but <laughs> yes, that's, that, that was your only option. So I like took the time to set up a website and like be like well you know competitors don't only live in Adelaide and you know the internet and the global world of shopping is starting so let's let's roll with this and yeah I um I ran my bridal shop and um glam fit simultaneously together until 2016 when I fell pregnant with my first child and I went you stupid bitch what are you doing you're not going to be able to run two businesses and have a child you cannot do this something has to give and I made the tough decision to um close my bridal shop and yeah, just go all in to Glamfit. I feel like they're so opposite those two businesses. Like, yes, they're both fashion, but one involves a lot of fabric covering a significant portion of your body, <laughs> usually in one color. And the other is very little amount of fabric, very glitzy glam and, and like so much color. Like what was the transition like between, yeah, like, like I, I'm kind of like mentally being like, what's it like doing both? Like, I, yeah. yeah, I think um, to me it was mentally hard to be from one business to the other and give them both your energy you would have those moments where you're like I love the bridal industry and I'm going to go all in and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and then you'd see the sales drop in Glamfit and then you'd be like oh crap I've got to go back into that business and I've got to put my all into that and then you see the bride start to be just like unhappy with what's happening in theirs and it's like so spreading yourself thin over two Mm. businesses I found really really hard um in the end yeah the deciding factor was just um, the clientele, you know, um, I found that brides were really hard work and it was not only because um, the, the social pressures is that there was a lot of the times I found people were potentially getting married for the wrong reasons and that would come out in stress and at the dress or at the florist or at the makeup artist and, yeah, they would just – you would get also a lot of um, family and bridesmaids' opinions of what they should be doing when really it's up to the bride. Where I feel like competing – you're definitely on a, your own journey yes. and it's what you want and you feel that you can voice your own opinion without being influenced by others. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I have to 
add to that that's why i love everyone's like do you do bridal makeup and i'm like i I did but it's not my focus anymore because the same thing the energy for me in the fitness world with the women is just it's different it's different bride is bridal is intense yeah there's anxiety there's so much stress but with these girls yes they're very stressed but it's just fun and it's so inspiring because all these girls have a beautiful story and you're right the one and the reason they step up on stage is just for them yeah and them alone yeah i mean that is also what like not that you shouldn't get married for you know to to, not you don't want to appease someone else like you Mm. should be getting married because you want to be with that person not because of other pressures so yeah well in the same way that people say yes to the dress um how important (laughs) is it to find the right bikini for an each athlete oh very very important you, you you'll see it even today at the expo you know girls are trying on different colors and i was chatting to one client and i we both just stopped and someone came out of the change room and we both just stopped and then she looked at me and she's like i can't remember what i'm saying and i was like yeah we just had that moment of like that was that girl's color like she came out and everyone just stopped and looked and went wow what color was it it was teal Ooh, nice. a teal yeah beautiful teal so yeah it is you, it is hard. I know shopping online, it can be very hard to choose colors. So I think coming to um, see the bikinis in person and trying them on can make it so much easier to choose a color. But I think if you're shopping online, choosing a color and a style through what you've seen look good on stage is also really important. Like don't try and come to me with a new color that hasn't been worn on stage because there's probably a reason. And I guess also you also work on WBFF bikinis, which are quite intricate. Um, what about like the process between of making those bikinis unique for each girl? What is that like? Like that you the energy that goes into that? Yeah. So the energy that goes into a WBFF bikini, it is a big process. So I, again, I would like to get as many photos and, you know, inspiration images as possible from the client. One thing I do try to encourage girls to do is to look outside the industry for inspiration Um, nothing grinds my gears more than being sent a bikini and someone saying I saw this design and it was so beautiful and so unique and I want to do something different so I'm going to do it in green (laughs) (laughs) and it's like wow you know like you know it's good to take inspiration from other clients and and you know other competitors but to, to really be different, you have to do something that hasn't been seen before on stage. Well, I find after every Worlds, so with WBFF, after every Worlds, the bikinis that the pros win or the ones that the girls love the look of, then the following season, like um, Taylor Hicks was a perfect example. So she had the silver bikini with like the long tassels. Yeah, tassels, yeah, yeah, right? silver tassels, yeah. I saw at the April WBF show, and one of my clients was one of them. There was four of them, identical, like in terms yeah, of... Yeah, and then we did it in like crossovers. So like, it's a funny story. So um, Shawnee Sheehan, we sponsor her, and um, I got on the on a call to her the day of Worlds, and I was like, Shawnee, did you see Taylor's bikini? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, fucked. Like, that was your idea. Like, so, like it, it's done. And she's like, I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. And I was like, all right, let's do it. But yeah, it's like, it's just interesting, like, yeah... That then she does it and then at April I think I had one two like ah there was more than four there might have been four in silver but there was multiple colors with tassels <laughs> and I think the tassels are done this might be controversial like again this is just my personal opinion but I love the tassels on the boobs on the crotch though mm-hmm. it looks like you've just straightened Hairy. your hair. <laughs> Hairy. yeah no I'm not a oh, I'm not a tassel crutch but I'm I do like tassels like to the side yeah That's yeah pretty. like, like ha- hairy badge though no no, no. <laughs> i guess you're drawing attention to areas that don't need attention drawn to yeah mm. like i always get girls that like i want to like em- the embellishment to go all the way through the crotch and i'm like i can do that but if i put big stones chunky lace down through the crotch you're gonna look like you've got a bulge <laughs> like i can't put ah! like we can but like there's no point like it's not gonna be like what you need and there's you know yeah. You're like, are those diamantes or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs> She's on fire today, everyone. I've got chicken brain up. We had the um, the APS Expo today yes. and it was yeah. an absolute wonderful success. We're all now, a bit crazy because we literally have been here for many hours dealing with a lot of the general public. Well, you know, athletes. Mm. But 
We're all a bit crazy. Yeah, clients. Clients. <laughs> clients. Well, I'll move on to my next question before I talk more about crotches. Um, so it's just a daily topic at work. <laughs> yeah, we, I, we always discuss oh, yeah. crotches. You're always talking about like yeah, boobs, crotches, what's fitting. Um, but I think in terms of what colors should athletes choose? Like, is it down to their personality, or is it important to pick certain colors based off lighting or like what looks good? So I think with each federation, there's definitely a preference when it comes to colors that they like on stage. So, you know, with your IFBB, your classic colors, you know, they've got your reds, your blues, your purples, and then into your teals, some pinks. But other than that, I don't think that the the judges are really going to be drawn towards odd colors, gradient colors, you know, like figure category, yeah, you can do fancy designs, but I think it's just not really necessary for your bikini category. And, and um, yeah, so colors that are going to be strong on stage. So when stage lighting hits um, pastel colors especially, they can just wash out completely and go to white. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I often have conversations with clients and they're like, I want this purple. And then I show it them in real life and I'm like, yep, so that's this. And they're like, no, that's too dark. And you're like, but that's what it is on stage because again the lighting is so bright it's really going to wash out those colors and i'll actually add to that because i purchased a bikini many years ago it was actually i wore it to a national show and it was um blue so i thought i was getting a blue bikini and it was beautiful and it was blue like let me tell you it was like a deep blue in all of my stage photos, it was purple because the the bead, and obviously only designers really know this, but the bead itself, the the stone was semi blue, but all of the you know the sides of each of the bead were all purple. Mm. Um, so on stage, I was wearing a purple bikini, and Caitlin knows this, but I have a real issue with purple, and I just hate the color purple, <laughs> uh, except for some reason, purple just finds me in every way, shape, or form, um, and it was purple. So because the stage lights completely changed it. Yeah, when I first competed my first show, I um, obviously wasn't versed in competing and stage lighting. And I was like, I'm going to do something really different. I'm going to do neon orange. And I was like obsessed. And I put it on the night before once I had my tan done. I was like, yep, orange is my color. The other color I had lined up was a royal blue. Very safe option. And um, yeah, I got my stage photos back and I was like, oh, it's peach. I was like, what is this? This is not what I wore on stage. And I was like, it's like a pastel peach color. And it was just interesting to like, that was me learning being like, oh, just because that's what color it looks in real life doesn't mean that's what's going to be mm. it looking like on stage. But I think people carry color very differently. Like today, Mariana came over with a bikini and it was like this burgundy and I'm like, oh, no, you look like an old wog. Like, <laughs> I was like, that is not your color. And it just, it was just, I said, that color is way too mature for you. It's just, it's just aged you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, it, like, I feel like color does play with personality or yeah. does bring people's age yeah. up a little bit as well. And I think with if, um, like with WBFF, if you want to do um, more interesting colors, you can definitely get a lot more creative. You know, the fashion side of the judging criteria allows you to be a bit more playful with your personality and bring in more colors. You can do multiple colors in one mm. bikini you can do multiple textures you can have different fabrics so yeah it's just a lot more um fashionable i guess than yeah your ifbb style mm. um i think this i don't know some people say yes some people say no what are your thoughts on black bikinis personally i'm a no-goer mm-hmm. but if the client wants black it can sometimes work on a particular person but i just think life has so many beautiful colors it offers and you choose black (laughs) that's my opinion sometimes it can make them look really hard when you don't want them to or i don't know sometimes it it just gets lost i think Mm. in the sea of colors Mm. as well yeah heavy color Mm. yeah i think if if anything it would be like on the wbff stage it works much better than ifbb ifbb you know that's the color that men have to wear for their posing trunks in men's fitness and it's because it just it's a strong color It, it it blends you don't notice it it allows all the everything else to like stand out so yeah no I'm not not into black yeah and I think as well from a like a stage perspective um and now you know being a judge and having a look at that is that you've got to go back to the criteria right of all the different divisions and especially most of the athletes that we're talking about with black are are girls so they're bikini usually or maybe um fitness for WBFF or other federations and black 
it like that those divisions are all about beauty they're all about sex appeal um, of course different federations have different criteria for the physiques but at the end of the day it's all about like in all of their judging criteria it's all about beauty and them having some kind of sex appeal and the black just doesn't necessarily do that for a lot of them I think mm. um, and for anyone that's listening that is attracted to black because I've got a lot of clients that love black I do so many clients that love black and they've got black hair and they wear black everything and they just love that I get it I feel you but you are a stage performer and you have to perform on stage and I would strongly go against black it's safe but you do yeah. wash yourself out when yeah. you're a, a sit, standing with 20, 30 girls on stage and they're all just sparkling all these. You you do get lost yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. Well, I think in, I think that also takes us to our next question, which is over the past few years, what colours – sorry, what changes in bikini colours, cuts and trends have you kind of seen? Well, I think um, we have definitely seen a resurgence of colour mm. in – all federations everyone doing brighter colors like i would say you know take us back to 2019 no one was wearing pink for ifbb you know there wasn't a lot of pink being seen and i see that across all federations pink is definitely a much more popular choice and it's some people's first choice where pink wasn't popular years ago it was just teal and blue um blue i think will always be popular forever um with the bikini cuts definitely um a bit smaller um but i like that you know show those glutes yeah yeah um and with designs just um you know lots of rhinestones no one's going with a light coverage of rhinestones anymore like everyone wants to be as sparkly as they Mm. possibly can be and I think the trend I'm seeing into this season is quality. People are wanting higher quality stones. They're wanting to invest in beautiful pieces. And if they are going to be spending that money, they want only the best quality stones. I have a question. Can I? Mm. Oh, the cut of the bikini, like bikini bottom, the cup, like the cups, is that dependent on – so someone might come to you with a bit more of a pancake bum, although, you know got to build their glutes for show day but you know that that's just you know or you know they have more a peachier bum does the cut of the bikini change like depending on the shape of their their body yeah definitely um you know girls that have bigger glutes will definitely you know not that they need a bigger coverage like not like we're not talking big coverage but girls that have smaller glutes if they go bigger coverage they're going to look like half their butt's covered Mm. and it's going to square off their glutes it's not going to be nice and around the top of their butt and yeah so and I also find that it's a you know a lot of women come to me and say I'm too old to wear like that like you know ladies that are doing master's divisions are like I'm too old I need to cover myself and it's like no this is today's not the day Mm -hmm. you know you want to do as well as you possibly can be so you need to have a nice round cut that's going to show off your glutes what about the different cup sizes, like cup styles? Because there's like teardrop, there's like the ones with the underwire. Molded, yeah. Um, um, how do you pick which one? How do you pick which one? I would say if you are a natural girl with big boobs, I would go for a molded cup because it's going to give you the most control. Um, even as you diet down and you know you lose a little bit of size um, through the boobs, you still need the control to keep them in there don't want to flop out a you know a nipple yeah. that's, that's how you win the judges right yeah, yeah, my yeah. Left nipple. you hear a lot of girl i hear a lot of girls say that they got marked down because their their the cup of yeah. their bikini mm-hmm. wasn't sitting right yeah and actually a lot of my clients um if they do icn is a perfect example so if they do icn most of them are fortunate enough they'll pick to do two shows really close together so they'll do a regional show and then they'll do a state show and the great thing in new south wales is that it's usually the same judges and they get judges' feedback. And so I will always get, you know, not always uh, bikini feedback, but uh, one particular client last year, she competed uh, in a regional show and her uh, feedback was that your bikini top was too large. Mm. So it wasn't necessarily too wide, but it actually came up her chest bone too high um, and that the color was not very flattering on her. So in the feedback, it actually said, you know, you probably would have done better if 
your bikini fitted you better. And then she competed only two weeks after, completely changed her bikini. She went to like a a cut that was a lot smaller because she was very petite. And she changed the color completely to a white. So she had like a burgundy color and then she went to a white. Uh, And it was funny because when she walked on stage, the one of the judges looked at her, pointed at her chest and did a thumbs up. And the judge had remembered her because obviously when they'd come down to the finals and it was like, because she did, she um, placed very high, it was clear that she was probably in the, in the running for first place. But then there was another girl that looked almost identical. And in that situation, bikini cuts can come down to it. It's like, well, that girl actually looks better. Mm. And that's why, you know, we have been traveling from state to state to get you to try them on, see them in person, because I know it can be really difficult to purchase through the internet. Yeah. So we have been allowing clients like today, trying them on and seeing how they fit and seeing different sizes and styles. You know, today, for example, we had a client who was quite tall, um, some natural boo, but, you know, not a lot. And we ended up putting her in a D cup with three times padding because that's what looked the most proportionally good on her and I know that she would have gone online and got I've got no tits I'm just going to go get an A cup Mm. and she would have had these tiny little little Mm. pasty little triangles on her because you don't have that experience of trying it on and seeing how you look in it. I think that's something people don't realize is the importance of padding. Like, yeah, you do lose your boobs. Like, you know, me, oh my God, it was just two golf balls and a sock at the end. Like (laughs) it was a disaster. But you know, when you have them padded, you look proportionate and that Mm. does matter. (laughs) So you're just- Shari's lost her shit, everyone. (laughs) Just the things that comes out of her mouth, honestly. I have seen seen them all. Two golf balls just dangling in a sock (laughs) I'm not kidding. I I lost them all. It was, and they didn't go flat either. They're back. They're back. They come back. They come back. Yeah, they do come back. Yeah, they do. So don't worry, ladies, if you're in the middle of prep right now and you've got got cold balls in the sock. Sorry, I've lost it. She's lost it. They will come back. They will come back. I promise you. Um, Well, back to I guess bikini questions. Uh, What would you say? Have you seen any horror horror stories or heard any horror stories like bikinis snapping on the day? Like, how do people avoid that stuff? Yeah, look, you know, shit happens. You you see it. Um, I remember I was watching a um, – would have been a show long, long time ago and one of the like, women did a front double pie step and ping the front connector of the bra. <gasps> like wow. Just out they went. Fling open. And Amazing. it's like, you know, that's probably the worst I've seen on stage. But I've seen lots of little mishaps um, happen and um, I think that's what's so assuring – for me is that for WBFF bikinis, we do mainly only do them in Australia and that's because they're the shows that I travel to and they're the shows that I'm at to help the customers. They are so um, intricate. Even just putting them on and putting them on correctly so they fit well is so important um, that, you know, even just a loose strap here or there, the whole thing doesn't sit right and then you raise your arms up and your bottoms of your tits are out. And I'm sure people have seen this many a time is that you'll see girls and they don't quite fit and it's just the yeah the art of putting it on so yeah um i would say if you can ask people how your bikini fits like i know that you might not feel that the other girls and the competitors against you are going to you know help you but they do you ask them does this look all right is my boob hanging out does it feel all right you know you can always ask people should um should competitors take like a sewing kit with them just in case of accidents? Would you suggest that or the glue or whatever? Um, I mean, with ICN and IFBB, they should be fitting. You should be able to put it on and be good to go. You shouldn't need to have to tape it, glue it, anything like that. Um, the tape is handy if you can um, have some just in case. But really, it shouldn't be falling down. It should be pretty well fitted. Um, needle and thread, I mean... Do you know how to sew? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. I'm like, Why you know, you it's all it? well and good to take it, but do you know how to use it? I so, guess like if a connector popped off, that's like your your only option other than We like haven't I haven't um we've been using our high quality connectors that we buy from the states and I haven't seen any of them snap. There you have it. If you go with Glamfit, your connectors will never snap. Yeah, no, I haven't seen them snap. We used to purchase offshore from China and they did snap and we do not buy them from there anymore because they're not the same quality. Oh, amazing. Um well, I think 
that wraps up all my questions with bikini unless you ladies have any others i have a question beck from your point of view bikini hair makeup how does that impact posing or how you pose i think it all comes down to self-confidence so if they love the way they look in their face so if their makeup is done beautifully they feel beautiful if their bikini fits amazingly and they love the color they feel good and so what I've taught them when they step on stage they just do it Mm. right whereas when they go through this process and every client not every client but most clients are currently going through this process currently with the WBFF show that's in July they're four weeks out and they have lost their minds they are like they've, they've they, gone. They, they have some have patience but some do not most do not right <laughs> but that is why we love them and we understand that yeah four weeks out is like where it hurts the most it mm. hurts yeah, it's and hard. it's a, a lot of and this is a lot of the first timers so they've never stepped on stage before so there's so many unknowns and they don't know how amazing stage day is so at the moment they're all going through this craziness of like okay, what do you think of this eyeshadow? And do you think that I'm going to look good with this eyeshadow? And this is my bikini, but do you think this fits right? I wanted it to be here. Or what about this? And they're nitpicking all of this stuff. And then I see that impacts their posing, even when we're practicing, because they've just got so much going in their heads and they're freaking the hell out. Whereas then hopefully on stage day, or if they just take a big, massive, deep breath, and just go, okay, I know that it is all going to come together. I'm really clear on my vision. Then if they feel beautiful in their face and their tan is good and they love their bikini, then the posing that I've given them and that we've done and they've practiced, they just relax and they sit into it and they feel badass. And that's when I think that the um, the sassiness and the confidence and the elegance comes because I can't often teach that. Yeah. So. I have a few clients and I have a pro actually that's um it's her first uh pro show Lexi she's doing uh natural empyrean season b and she never turns it on when we have um sessions so she'll walk in here um and she's a massive tomboy and she is a good poser don't get me wrong she's a great poser but she never truly nails it and I'll like I'll freaking just yell at her because I'm like go again I know you can do it I know you can do it and she once said to me Beck just trust me on stage day I know something inside of me just comes out and it does because she loves her bikini she loves her makeup she transforms by the way she she just transforms her look and then that that extra oomph that I can't teach you can't teach someone that it comes out and then it's all seamless yeah that extra oomph though comes from inner confidence inner confidence yeah and I think with that inner confidence when it comes to stage presence because it's all about stage presence right Mm. I think it comes down to how beautiful they feel inside and how confident they feel within themselves and it's one of those things that no matter what they do in their prep if they feel like that they've done everything perfectly and they've got a beautiful bikini and they've picked beautiful lashes and they've got not green eyeshadow you know but nice eyeshadow and their tan is good and hey they might come last right because they just don't have the best physique on stage Mm. however when they step on stage they're just gonna chasse essentially across the stage they're gonna strut they're gonna feel just the very 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 best and from a judging perspective you actually look at that first and then the second thing I'm looking at is her glutes right especially in the bikini division but you're, you notice someone that's having the time of their life. And sometimes if there is a little bit of cellulite or a little bit more fat than the next competitor, you betcha I'm going to be looking at the one that's, you know, rocking her shit mm. when the one that's like, you know, orange bikini, orange eyeshadow, scared as shit because she hates everything. I'm going to be like, oh, that poor girl, she looks so scared. Yes, so it's a huge but she part. might even have the best body out of everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. And it all comes back to stage presence. And I think competitors forget they're getting judged on yeah. stage presence. And so, ladies, when you are listening, or guys, if you are listening, stage presence is a whole package. And so, yes, it's about posing, but it's also about your look and how you feel internally. So make sure that you research your bikini colors, the cuts. See if you don't have big breasts. And this is another thing that grinds my gears. Mm-hmm is that, and you would get this clip all the time, but I get a com- competitor and they come to me and they've picked their bikini. So before they've even con- like asked me or told me, they've picked their bikini, which is fine. Like I don't control them. Um, I, I try to. No, um, <laughs> persuade. But, persuade. But they pick their bikini and so they'll show it to me 
and I will literally look at the sketch or and I look at them and the sketch great if you have a double D and I look at them and they have an A (laughs) cup size or vice versa and in my head they think that they are going to look like that person when they get their bikini but their body is not that shape Mm. um and that's obviously probably a question for you claire is like how do you have those difficult conversations when someone comes to you like i want this i love this and then you go be like well sweetheart i'm sorry but you actually don't have that yeah i get it quite a lot actually um uh we many years ago well not many years ago it was a few years ago we sponsored Cheryl grant um great surgeon she had a great surgeon and i would often get sent photos of her being like i want this bra and i'm like that's not the bra like that's that i can make you that style but that's not what you're going to look like her doctor did that yeah her surgeon <laughs> great surgeon she ha- she had a great surgeon and you know i can give you his name <laughs> And you might get the same result, but even still, you're still not her. Like, yeah, so I do get that quite a lot and having to remind girls that, you know, we can definitely create the illusion of a great rack, but it might not Mm. be of that size. But, you know, when Hattie Boydell won her world championship, that was 2018, I think she won. She didn't have her boobs done then. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't mean... It doesn't determine your placing. Exactly. Um, you can definitely, you know, do well, test. She yeah. won her pro card um, with no boobs. So, you know, yeah, boobs aren't everything. Yeah. Mm. And I think it's just important. Make sure your bikini fits properly. Make sure you like your hair and makeup. Um, speak up throughout the whole process if you're not happy. Um, there is nothing worse than a client not speaking up and then bitching that they hated their look. It's like you had every opportunity to do it. So I think it's have the courage that you have hired these individuals to help you. You've paid them very good money. Communicate nicely. Like we don't have to be, I hate it. You know, be mature, communicate properly and make sure that you absolutely love it so that when you step on stage, boom. And never think it's too late. Like I have clients who will receive their bikini once we size it at four weeks out and they might get it and go, oh, it's not what, quite what I wanted, I don't really like it, but it will do because it's too late. And I mean, it's never too late unless you come to me the day before your show and tell me that. But, yeah. you know, even a week before your show, like we will – I will stay up all night. I'll get it done. How amazing. Well, I think that's a wonderful way to wrap up this podcast. Um, thank you so much for being on it. I know hopefully, well, I know it will absolutely be of great value to everyone who listens. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for thank having you. us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for the nice invite. Chat. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye, my lover. <laughs> Goodbye, my friends. You have been the one. You have been the one.